This is it right here. Combining a team of reporters, columnists, and commentators. Don't you ever talk about me! Are you serious? Jack Ebling has brought thought-provoking discussion. What are you doing? That's a damn coaching mistake. Opinion. The customer is the one who decides when the future gets here. Oh, no! The ship is on fire! Let's check the report. Are you kidding me? That game was fixed. And overall infotainment. I'll take Jim Harbaugh. What has he done? Crazy cooter coming at you. <laughs> Quiet, please. In exactly 15 seconds, we'll be on the air. Thanks, big fella. Don't you ever come back here again. No arguments. Those are called ass tunes. So buckle up. You talking to me? Whoa! It's time for The Drive with Jack Ebling. Yeah, for some reason or another... Who sound a little taller on radio? Great afternoon, Mid Michigan and beyond, and welcome to the Drive with Jack, the Spotlight Radio Network. Jack Ebling here with my producer today, Doug Warren. Doug, we got some big news in football today. That's football with a U. World Cup co-favorite Brazil losing to Croatia on penalty kicks. Don't ask me how. Just was told that Brazil had a really good team side, I guess I should say, and uh, along with France, uh, probably the most popular choices to win. But they are out, so Croatia advances to the semifinals. Let's talk about the kind of football, Doug, that we know a little bit more about, the kind with two O's. I want to welcome in Dave Burkett from the Detroit Free Press. Does a tremendous job covering the Detroit Lions and has been honored as such multiple times by the National Sports Media Association as Sports Writer of the Year. What about the opportunity for the Detroit Lions to be the surprise team of the year, Dave? What do you think about that one? Well, you know, they're uh, I guess they're one of them, right, Jack? Long time no talk, so I hope you're doing well. Yeah, um, missed you. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, I, I think the, uh, you know, uh, they the Lions have played well over the past month. And, you know, they, they obviously got off to that slow start. But the way they're playing right now is they, yeah. they look like they can compete with anyone in the NFL. And, you know, to, to be that, that surprise team in the NFL and really go on a run, they're, they're going to have to win out. And I'm not sure they can do that. That's a tall task. But, Look, the you know the the fact that they're even favored in this game against a ten and two Vikings team, I think that says yeah. a lot about the belief that's starting to to grow in in what this Lions team is under Dan Campbell and, and really what it can be. Dave, the opening line for this game from Vegas, at least from the Westgate Superbook, was Vikings by a point and a half, and the line has swung, not because the casinos had any insight. But there's been that much money come in on Detroit. When you think about what the Lions could be, still having some playoff aspirations, if you had to give a three-word clue to the fan base, would you say hop on board for the bandwagon or slow the roll? Well, I I think hop on board, but you maybe have to keep that in perspective. Like, I, I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs this year again. I think they need to probably win out to do that. And, and yep. you know, there's look, there's been two teams that have had, you know, six-game winning streaks in the NFL, which is what it would take for the Lions to get there, and that's the, the Eagles and the, the Vikings. And, right. and you know, so I, it's just, that's a tough thing to do in, in, in the NFL. But I like the direction they're headed. I, I think they're, 
you know, the, the defense has made some strides. There are so many young players playing on defense that you can see a nucleus forming to, to be something pretty nice down the road here, probably in 2023, you know, and, and offensively they have a whole lot of weapons when everyone is healthy. Um, you know, I still think Jared Goff, even though he's played well of late, needs to needs to be better in big game situations, and he still puts right. the ball a little bit too much in harm's way for me. Um, but I, I think that you know the, the hole the Lions dug themselves ultimately keeps them out of the playoffs. But I, I'm buying on their their futures, I guess. Mm-hmm. Dave, when you think about the records of these teams, Minnesota ten and two, mm-hmm. Lions five and seven. Uh, so that's a five-game disparity, and yet the Lions are favored. Something doesn't add up. Uh, are the Lions better than a five and seven team, or is the Vikings ten and two start a mirage? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think Vegas would tell you a little bit of both. That's probably why they they set the line, you know, where it is. I mean, Minnesota mm-hmm. nine of those wins have, have come by one score. You mm-hmm. know, starting with that that twenty-eight twenty-four win over the Lions when. Really, everyone knows the Lions should have won that game and would have won that game if not for, you know, a couple of coaching mistakes by Dan Campbell. So that's that's part of it. You know, I, I think just the Lions, you know, the offense that they have, it's so explosive and, and they've played so good here the last couple of weeks that that's top of everyone's mind. I mean, when you see them leading the Buffalo Bills in the fourth quarter and, and losing on, you know, essentially a, a, a you know last second drive like. You know, that goes a long way, I think, towards convincing people that, that, you know, the Lions are a real team. And you follow that up by just a commanding win. To put up, you know, 40 points in the NFL is, is not an easy thing yeah. to do in scoring on, on eight straight drives. So there's a lot of belief in what the Lions are right now. And, Jack, I, I think the other thing is, you know, they're an easy team to root for, right? And, you know, right. so maybe it's, you know, people are pulling for them. And you see Dan Campbell, and he's sort of a still this, you know, lovable guy, even if you have some questions with some of the, you know, the in-game decisions he makes. And so I think all of that plays into why the Lions are favored this week. So when you think about the Vikings winning nine of their ten victories by a touchdown or less, do you ascribe to that as being luck and there's going to be some reversion to the mean? Or do you think that good teams win close games and this must mean the Vikings are a pretty good team? Yeah, you know, one time, or I'm sure there's there's instances within there where luck plays a role. You know, maybe the, the Vikings, you know, played the Bills and they sort of stumbled into a touchdown there. But when you do it that many times, I mean, there's something about the the coaching, something about the players, something about what's going on in Minnesota that um, you know leads me to believe that that's you know who they are. You know, you just you don't win a lot of blowouts in the NFL and so there there is something to be said about you know winning those close games and knowing how to do it and performing in, in those situations so I think it's it's you know you can't just say this is a, a lucky team you know you, you do that and, and you overlook the reality that right. you know you, there's Justin Jefferson on that sideline and Delvin Cook and you know Kirk Cousins has played you know some pretty good football and TJ Hawkinson adds to that offense and you know they've they've done a good job taking the ball away so um, yeah, I, I think, you know, all credit to Minnesota for what they've accomplished. Um, but, you know, I'm sure as we, if you, if you go over those with a fine tooth comb, there's, there's probably some, some fortunate plays that they've been on the, uh, the right result of in there. We're talking with Dave Burkett, uh, ace beat writer for the Lions for the Detroit Free Press. Dave, I don't need an exact number, but when you look at the 32 quarterbacks in the National Football League, is Jared Goff in the middle? Is he top half? 
Top 12, top 10. Where would you put him? Yeah, I think he's middle, you know, middle of the pack. I mean, I was, you know, I forget who said this. This might have been a Dan Orlovsky thing, you know, but he sort of separated quarterbacks into three groups, right? The you know, guys that you win, you know, because of, guys that you win with, or guys that you win in spite of. And, um, you know, I, I might or have Or guys thought, you don't you know, win with. Yeah, right. It's the fourth group, I guess, right? But I, I might yeah. have thought Goff was, you know, a guy that you win in spite of early on this season. And I think, you know, yeah. especially lately, he, he's done some things that make you think he's a guy that you can win with. You know, he's certainly not a guy that you win because of. Um, you know, the, the throw that he missed against the, the Buffalo Bills on third and one and a very similar one on, on fourth and one against the Miami Dolphins, you know, with those are, if you want to be a really, really good team in the NFL and, and, you know, considered in that elite class of quarterback, those are throws you need to make. And the right. Lions have, have done it a couple times, even going back to that Minnesota game. There was a similar one on a, a third and one play call where they, they took a shot and it didn't connect. And, and so, right. you know, I, I think there are some things that, that hold Jared back and, and, you know, the turnovers, um, that was the case early on, but, um, you know, he's played good football of late. I, I can't take anything away from him. I, I think, you know, he's, I think he's, he's done enough and trusted his offensive line and the weapons that the Lions have put around him enough um, to say that this is a guy that, that maybe you can win some football games with right now. I think his performance this year has surprised a lot of fans and, and some media members and maybe some people in NFL front offices. Uh do you think he's done enough that the Lions, with this pick they got from the Rams, which isn't quite as valuable right now as it was last night, but uh, do you think he's done enough that the Lions would not feel pressured uh, to take a quarterback with that pick? Well, I, you know, if I'm a Lions fan, I, I guess I would say I hope not. You know, I would hope that just what's happened on the field the past five weeks wouldn't you know, cloud my greater judgment of knowing who he is as a quarterback and, and what, mm-hmm. you know, you need to succeed in the NFL. I mean, mm-hmm. look, you know, it's not just those missed passes, right? I mean, you know, golf had a pick that was dropped on the goal line last week and, you know, he made a, you know, butt fumble-esque almost throw against the Bills when he kind of got caught in pressure <laughs> and just spun around and, you know, yeah. threw the ball off a defensive player's hand. So, yeah. um I think there's still too many of those instances for me to buy in as, as him being the guy that I, I would want to build around completely. But, you know, I think, Jack, within that, like, you have to realize that, you know, that's that's not a position you force, you know. And so I yeah. think the Lions are, are very conscious of that, too, that, um, you know, they are comfortable with, with Jared Goff um, leading their, their offense right now. Um, I think if you gave them some true serum, they would certainly say that, hey, you know, for us to get where we, we really want to go, like we're going right. to need a quarterback at some point in time. Right. Um, and to me, you know, this is sort of a golden opportunity to, to get one if the, right. the scouting reports match up with, with um, you know, with who's on the board there. So um, I think the Lions still have to do all the diligence they can on the quarterback position this offseason. Yeah, I think about Kansas City. Dave, a few years ago when they had Alex Smith and he was playing at a Pro Bowl level and mm-hmm. Chiefs were doing well, but they were not considered to be a, a viable Super Bowl threat. And uh, they realized that there was a ceiling there before the injury to Alex Smith and uh, traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. And they didn't trade into the top three. They traded up and, and got him where they thought he was a steal. 
and uh, look how that worked out. Uh, So sometimes uh, you see what the future is, and depending on your goal, if your goal is to win at the highest level, it takes being more than good. And if you have a team that is on the climb and the Lions don't plan to be picking in the first 10 again, then maybe this is their opportunity to get a guy with three first-rounders, three quarterbacks projected to go in the top six or seven of this draft. Maybe this is their last best chance to get one of those guys. Look, you know, this will be the fifth straight year, assuming the Rams don't go on some some hot streak here, where they have a a pick in the top ten of the draft. And, you know, it's almost organizational malfeasance if you're, you know, that – bad and again the lines are better now it's not their own pick but that bad where you have a pick that high five straight years running to not take a quarterback and again don't force it don't take the wrong guy but like Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. the position you win with and jack you make a good point right Mahomes, the chiefs traded up to get him i mean the rams different situation but they made a move to get a quarterback not jared goff because they thought that's what they needed to put him over the top and it worked and it it doesn't always work i mean the 49ers traded up to get Trey Lance and he's barely played in two seasons. So, you know, there, there's some risk there, no doubt, but yeah. you know, especially in a year when you have two, you know, potentially top 15 picks, let's just call it for the sake of argument. You know, maybe that's the time to, to roll the dice. Is that what's so scary about this Dave? When you think of uh, the Trey Lance's uh, Zach Wilson now not starting in New York, you think back to that draft uh, with Sam Darnold and uh, Josh Rosen and Mayfield now has been on three teams. We're going to get to him in a minute. But when you think about those misses with the high pick, it's not quite as simple as it seems to the fans. Right. And I think a lot of people look at that quarterback as the elixir. You know, when you take one that high, yeah. oh, this is he's the yeah. golden boy and he's going to succeed. And, and, you know, we've, we finally found the, the savior for our franchise and, yeah. No, that's that's not always the case, and, but that's the case with any position, you know, taking that high in the draft. Like, right. it's a bit of a, a, a gamble and, and a crapshoot, and I will say this at the quarterback position, though, there are other benefits to having, a, you know, a, a player on a rookie deal. I mean, the amount of cap room sure. that you can save right. to, to put towards other positions. Like, you know, there's just – I mean, you know, NFL teams for far too long have been – they find a guy that's good – and they just they get too comfortable with them. Not not like every other position where they try to be great at. And and yeah. you know look it, maybe it didn't work out exactly like the Arizona Cardinals hope. But I give them credit for a couple years ago when they drafted Josh Rosen, and then a year later we're like, nope, he's not the guy, and we're taking Kyler Murray, and didn't really you know didn't care. And again, I, I know their scheme fits and coaching changes right. and lots of things that went into that. But like you can do that in the NFL at the quarterback position now and. It's just it's it takes a you have to change the the thinking of that maybe among front office people and especially fans, but you know I just and my job isn't on the line when I, I talk about this I, I get that but I think I would be maybe a little more comfortable rolling the dice on that position than than some yeah. people around the league. The Lions uh, leading the league in games with thirty or more points, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yep, last week yeah. put them over the top. So if you compare that to Minnesota, and the Vikings do have Justin Jefferson, arguably mm-hmm. the top receiver in the NFL, maybe this year, not arguably. And they do have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. So which offense is better, Detroit's or Minnesota's, and which quarterback is better? 
if you had your choice uh, to win a big game, would you rather have Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I think that's a coin flip. I mean, I, I would probably give Cousins an edge, but I, you know, I think those two are, are in similar boats as, as quarterbacks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the one thing that we didn't talk about when we were you know talking about golf earlier is is Ben Johnson. You know, I, I think he's just a, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been a revelation at offensive coordinator, and he's a very bright guy, creative guy. Is you know, I give him a lot of credit for what this Lions offense has become, and you know, I mean, look, Amon Ross St. Brown is a really good player, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, DeAndre Swift has some explosiveness to him, but, you know, we're not talking about like the best collection of skill talent in the NFL. You know, what the Lions have is a really good offensive line. I think they have a creative offensive coordinator who's putting these, these pieces in the right places. And then they're getting some good play from golf and, you know, some of the other in the, uh, the supporting cast. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Lions offense, um, you know, Maybe you look at Minnesota and Justin Jefferson is, is the best receiver in the NFL, you know, in my opinion, and, and Cook is, is better than any running back that the Lions have on their roster. And Hawkinson, you know, is a better tight end than, than what the Lions have right now. But the Lions yeah. have a better offensive line, and I think they have one of the best coordinators in the league. So um, I think the Lions' offense might be a, a hair better than the Vikings right now. If you had to speculate on Super Bowl participants from the NFC – you can have the Eagles or the field. Who do you have representing the NFC? Yeah, the NFC is so weak this year. I mean, you know, I'd probably take the field because I, I like the Cowboys and that defense, and I think they, okay. you know, if they're right, they could probably do some things. I mean, Philadelphia is the best team, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the Cowboys are probably number two in the NFC. I'd put the Vikings mm-hmm. three despite the record. and. You know, you San, Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, you yeah. know, just based on the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, San Francisco is a really good defense, yeah. and I thought they had a shot until Garoppolo got hurt. We'll see if if Brock Purdy can, you know, what he is over the next few weeks. But um, I, I'd take the field just based on, um, you know, maybe maybe none of those teams being dominant enough. Like if you gave me the the Chiefs or the Bills in the the AFC, I might take that team just because they're yeah. You know, they're, they're so good and, and with the quarterback that they have. That's my next question. Chiefs or Bills? <laughs> we'll let you right into it. Uh, yeah, thanks. I, you know, I, I mean, obviously the Bills have home field right now, and so, you know, they might be tough to beat at home. But, look, I'm a, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. I think, he's, yeah. I think he's the best quarterback in the league, and Josh Allen is probably number two. Um, you know, yeah. so I, I – and obviously the Von Miller injury could – could shake things up um, a little bit there, but I'll take the Chiefs uh, as things stand right now. And you know, I, I think whoever it is, Chiefs or Bills, I, I take them over whoever comes out of the NFC. Any truth to the rumor that Patrick Mahomes plays quarterback the way that you played pickup basketball? Oh man, I, you know I, I got a game tomorrow, and uh, man, I'm, <laughs> my body is going to be hurting afterwards. I, this is usually what happens, Jack. Is you know we play early in the morning now, so. Then I'm going to come home and take a nap because I'm old and I do have two basketball <laughs> games to coach for my kids tomorrow. So I'm nice. probably going to be in rough shape for those. So. All right. Uh, Dave Briquette and Mr. Basketball now covering uh, pro football and the Detroit Lions <laughs> for the free press. Last thing for you. Uh, did you see the end of the Rams and the Raiders last night? Normally I put the home team last, but yeah. uh, this was technically a Rams home game, even though <laughs> – 70% of the fans in SoFi were rooting for the Raiders. Right. It's it's amazing how fast fans have jumped off the uh, 
the Rams bandwagon there after winning the Super Bowl last year, right? That's yeah. kind of what L.A. is. Um, I did not watch it live. I was watching a little bit earlier, and then obviously I saw the highlights of Baker kind of leading them back and sticking a dagger in the Lions, you know, fans' hearts uh, in the process. Yeah. So, um, look, it, you know, I, I mean, the Lions are still in good shape with that pick. And, I, you yeah. know, I think the Rams, you know, some of those games left on their schedule, are they're, they're toss-ups. You know, they, they have a shot to yeah. – you know, to win a couple of those games down the stretch. So I don't right. I don't know where that pick's going to end up. I would still think top 10, you know, the Rams aren't going to oh, yeah. win out, um, yeah. you know, but um, look, <laughs> that you know, somebody said to me on, on Twitter last night, like, that's like, you know, same old Lions luck, only it's not the Lions doing it, you know, and, and that's <laughs> kind of seemed right. Like all of a sudden yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're trending toward a spot where you're thinking, hey, man, yeah. our team's going to get the number two pick in the draft, and then Baker Mayfield on, you know, 24 hours notice comes in and, and leads the Rams to victory. So, uh, either How's way, this though, for good luck for happy. the Lions, Dave? Yeah, it's, I would I mean, say pretty good luck when they made that trade. They <laughs> never envisioned right. that pick being in the top eight. So uh, that's, I would say, pretty hey, good luck for the Lions. I, I wrote it a couple of weeks ago. It, that is the ultimate win-win trade for both teams, right? The Rams would yeah, never give yeah, up or would never take that yeah. trade back. They won a Super Bowl, so they got that's exactly right. what they wanted out that's of it. Right. And if you're the Lions and you're getting a top-ten pick, that's a pretty darn good return, too. Yeah. I've never seen a game quite like this. It's 16-3, and you looked at the Rams, and you know they could get up to the line of scrimmage, but that's about it. And then they have a long drive, uh, which is aided by a guy uh, jumping offside on a punt. So mm-hmm. keeps that drive alive, and they score. But you think, okay, so they made it close. Every NFL game's decided by seven points or less anyway, and that's what you got, 16 to 10. And then they wind up with a punt, which somehow, I've never seen a punt take a parabola roll like this right down the sideline. <laughs> and uh, goes down to the two-yard line, and Baker comes out less than two minutes to go, no timeouts, uh, barely knows the playbook, really only feels comfortable with a couple of throws, uh, signed his contract Monday night, got there Tuesday. He's had 30 minutes on the field with these guys. And bing, 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 two penalties, pass interference, which wipes out an uh, interception, then a sack is followed by one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen. <laughs> Jerry Tillery, for some reason, decided that he wanted the ball, and so he slaps it out of Mayfield's hands. And then uh, I didn't quite get Josh McDaniel's strategy on this. Instead of having anyone, anyone at the back end, cover two, cover yeah. three, cover cover anything, he's playing press man with a walk-on rookie corner, Kind of Sam Webb, no, not the radio guy, although he looked like it. And Baker just starts dropping these dimes down the sideline, and the next thing you know, the Rams win the game. I've never seen a, an ending like this. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I I shut it off, Jack, because it was so gross yeah. to watch. Just to be honest, early on, you know, I, yeah. I did have it on my phone as I was sort of sitting there doing some busy work last night, and. Uh, yeah. So I was I was sort of stunned when I you know started coming across Twitter what had happened there at the end and look I mean you know uh, you know give the Rams credit I guess for going out to get Baker even though you know whatever he hasn't had a great year really two years yeah. going back to, to Cleveland but 
you know, for a team that had nothing to play for, like at least making the move to, hey, we're going to get somebody and not give up on these final, you know, four weeks of the season. And, right. uh, you know, the Lions fans uh, probably aren't too happy that it played out that way. But, <laughs> hey, like you said earlier, right, you, you're probably going to end up with a top 10 pick on it, out of it. And that's yeah. not anything you would have ever envisioned two years ago. So take that, find somebody that's going to help you for the next, you know, eight years and uh, be happy with, with the result of the trade. The other part of the game last night that was really fun to watch, Dave, after the game is over, you know, they have that set for Thursday night football that they roll out there and it's in the end zone and the fans all gather around. So the Rams fans who are there are waiting and they're cheering and, and they always bring the star of the game out to talk with the broadcast team. And so here comes Baker and on the set are uh, Andrew Whitworth, a gigantic offensive lineman who just retired. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a smile on his face. This guy's about six nine, anyway. But he's got this gigantic smile on his face, and he's sitting next to Richard Sherman, who is so mad at the way that the Raiders have played defense. He wants to fight the Raiders' defensive coordinator. <laughs> and so these—I don't know if they had a bet on the game. They must have had some kind of action on it because they're going at it. And and if Whitworth had been five nine instead of Six nine, I swear Sherman would have punched him. I I saw none of the only thing I saw of the post game was um, you know Ryan Fitzpatrick, another member of that that Amazon yeah. crew. He uh, you know when they talked about the yeah. uh, the defense, he said, "Well, the you know, Fitzpatrick was a Harvard guy," and he said, "Well, the defensive coordinator went to Yale," so which. <laughs> it's kind of a uh, got a little dig in at a, at the, the expense of his, his old college rival there too. Uh. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, great to talk with you. Maybe we can do it again before the end of the season. All right. Sounds good, Jack. We'll see you. Dave Burkett. We will be right back, and we're going to talk with Trent Bally. Uh, he's uh, watched a lot, a lot of Lions football and covered Michigan State. We'll get his take on the new-look Lions getting ready for the game against Minnesota, and then they go on the road uh, against the Jets. Doug, what do you think they're going to be in those two games? Two and zero, one and one, or zero and two. Uh, why not two and zero? They're playing as good two as and anybody 0. right now. I'm oh, on board got... now, Jack. Let's ride this. Doug Warren's back on the bandwagon. He's going to be finishing his book before we know it. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back on the drive with Jack. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 